Welcome to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you for listening and allowing me to share my heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. Well, before we jump into today's podcast, um, for those of you who have never missed an episode, I'm sure you realized we missed an episode last week. (laughs) We were in Colorado Springs for a youth conference, and when I got back, I had no voice (laughs) and then was under the weather. My voice is still kind of out right now, but I think we can make it through this podcast for the next 20 minutes or so without me sounding too bad. So yes, we missed it, but I think we're back on track now. So thank you for joining us this week. Okay. So the topic of discussion for today is being consumed, being consumed. Before we we talk about that, let's define what consume means first. Well, it could have lots of meanings. So one meaning could be to do away with something completely, like destroy it. It could mean to spend wastefully or to squander. So think about what the prodigal son did with his inheritance. This one really fits me. It means to eat or drink, especially in great quantity. So what I do when I am presented with cake or cookies or any sweets that I love. Or another meaning that we're going to spend most of our focus on today, consume is to be completely engaged, engrossed, completely engaged and engrossed. Basically, where is my attention? I consume lots of things, and lots of things can consume me. You know, if we're talking a a shopping sale or a garage sale or something, well, that can consume me at times. But does consumption happen on accident? Before I knew it, I consumed that whole box of cookies. (laughs) So some consumption can be passive. We do it without even thinking or realizing that I'm doing this. I can get consumed with looking at something on the internet. And before I know it, time gets away from me. I was consumed with that thing. But thinking about the things of God, does consumption, being consumed with the presence of God, does that happen on accident? Is it passive or is it on purpose? And we've used this word a lot on the podcast. Is it intentional? Well, let's look at Judges chapter six, Mr. Gideon. So as a recap, the children of Israel have done evil in the sight of the Lord, and they have found themselves in a spiritual and a physical hole. The enemy is prevailing, which results in Israel living in a hole. They're in dens of mountains and caves and crying out to God for help. In verse 8 of Judges 6, the Lord sends them a prophet, a preacher, if you will, reminding them about the bondage that they've been brought out of, how God has delivered them and given them this land. But the issue is they chose not to obey the voice of God. Well, I can only imagine that Gideon heard a little something about this message from that prophet. And, and soon in, in verse 11, we find Gideon threshing wheat by a wine press, trying to hide so the enemy won't take it. 
Well, then in verse 12, an angel appears to Gideon and says that the Lord is with him and calls him a mighty man of valor. Do what? Who? I imagine for just a moment, maybe, that that Gideon's thinking, are you sure that you're looking at the right dude? <laughs> I mean, I'm hiding right now, and you're calling me a mighty man of valor. How many times have we been told God wants to use us? Think about a time where, where maybe somebody that you respect, maybe your pastor or somebody has, has looked at you and said, hey, God wants to use you. And, and we think maybe in our, our current state, maybe we're in a hole, if you will, and we're thinking, Lord, what, me? And we come up with all the reasons why we're unfit. And perhaps we have questions. And Gideon had some questions too. He asked, Lord, if, if you're really with us, then, then why is all this happening? And and we may ask some questions. Why is there all this pain? Why is there all these battles? Where are the miracles? I've heard about the good old days and the amazing revivals, but where is that now? Well, in verse 14 and 15, God answers Gideon's questions with direction. He basically says, go, have I not sent thee? How many times have I prayed and laid out all my questions? <laughs> And I mean, I've had a list of questions, but if I don't get the answer I was looking for, am I still humble and do I still heed his direction and trust that he will be with me and God being with me is enough, even if I don't have all the answers to my questions. At verse 17, Gideon wanted a sign that this was surely the Lord talking to him. He wanted confirmation. And we want that too sometimes. You know, how many times have I felt the the nudge to do something and I've thought, well, well, God, I, I need to check you on that for a second here. And we do a an ID check on God, if you will. But I want to draw your attention to what Gideon did after he asked for that confirmation or for that sign. And by the way, this is before Gideon pulls out the fleece later on in the chapter. So we're not quite to that yet. So in verse 18, he asked the angel of the Lord to tarry or to wait because he was going to bring a present, an offering, a sacrifice. And the angel of the Lord said, all right, he, he'll wait. Well, to, to apply this to us really quick, how long has the Lord been waiting on a present or an offering from me? When Gideon came back with the sacrifice, with that present, he set it on a rock. And the angel of the Lord touched the flesh of that sacrifice with his staff. And there rose up fire out of the rock and consumed the sacrifice. Consumed. So tying this into our topic today, Gideon's present, what he gave, his sacrifice, was consumed. Am I completely engaged? Am I consumed with loving and serving God? Well, let's consider this example. Let's think about 
a little one and someone that that kiddo loves. Maybe it's a, it's a little girl and her dad. So that kiddo has all kinds of questions for dad. Can I have this? Can I have that? What is this? And then why, dad? Why this? <laughs> why that? And maybe dad doesn't give answers to all her questions, but just ask that she simply obey and listen to dad. Well, one day this little one says, daddy, wait right here. I want to bring you a present. Remember Gideon's present, his sacrifice, his offering. Well, dad waits patiently for her. And maybe dad can hear the ruckus in her room as as this little one is doing her best to put together a nice present for dad. And maybe, like most little ones, she gets a little distracted here and there. And and it may take her a little longer to to bring this, this present to dad. But finally, with joy, she brings this gift to dad. And he receives it with a very warm heart and a warm smile. But eventually, he puts that present down and wraps her in his arms. This little girl is fully consumed with being in daddy's arms. And daddy is consumed not so much with the present that she brought him, but rather that she put herself in a place of being consumed with daddy, a place of giving Maybe daddy didn't answer every question that little one had. That's okay. Her relationship with dad isn't based on the answers to every question she asks. It's about being consumed with daddy, knowing him, loving him, obeying him, pleasing him. Am I engaged, consumed with loving God in this way? Completely consumed. Loving him, obeying him, pleasing him. How consumed am I with loving God? Well, think about how many times we have heard the phrase, they are on fire for God. When that fire consumes a life, it surrounds that person. And it don't take long for others to realize that they are completely consumed with loving and serving God. I've heard Romans 12 and 1 countless times, and I'm sure you have too. But have you ever thought about when we present our bodies as a living sacrifice? What does that mean? Well, if we use our example with Gideon, what did God do to Gideon's sacrifice? He consumed it. So to focus on living sacrifice, Does God only want to consume part of you or does he want all of you? Now, there are several types of offerings and sacrifices that are mentioned in the Bible, and I am by no means an expert on all of them, but there is one type that I think really sticks out and applies to what we're talking about today. So there's a sin offering. There's a grain or a meal offering. There could be a peace offering. But, but what I want to focus on is what's called a burnt offering. So a burnt offering is, is distinct in that 
it was wholly or completely consumed on the altar. There were no portions left over. It was totally consumed. It was an entire consecration. And because of how often or how frequent it was offered, it was called a continual burnt offering. And because no part was left over, remember it was completely consumed, it was also called a whole burnt offering. It was offered day by day, in the morning, and in the evening. So to apply that to me, my whole day belongs to the Lord. It was given by Him, and it will be for Him. Now, I'm guilty of, of putting in, if you will, my prayer time or my, my Bible reading time or devotion, whatever, in the morning. And my day can get so busy that it may not take much in, in life to happen before something else consumes me and my focus is taken off of the main thing, being the Lord. And yes, we have jobs, families, duties, responsibilities, and so on. Those things do take and consume time. However, if I will put some intentional focus on letting God consume me, that gives him more room and liberty to, to direct me on how my time is spent and how my time is invested. I use my time more effectively when I am completely engaged or consumed with the Lord. I can make quite the list of things that I want to get done during a day. But when I'm consumed with the Lord, when I'm, when I'm engaged with Him, it brings me to that place of considering, Lord, what do you need of me today? What can I do for you today? That, that's where my focus is. That's where my attention is. That's where I'm consumed. Exodus 29.42 says, This shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord, where I will meet with you to speak there unto thee. So continually offering ourselves as a living sacrifice opens the opportunity for God to meet with us on that personal level. It's about relationship. And we become more attentive to that still small voice when I am not so consumed with other things. And maybe one way to think about how this incorporates in our life is to consider Proverbs 3, 6. And all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Part of being consumed, engaged with God, is acknowledging him. So, today, alone, have I acknowledged God today? Have I really been consumed with him today? Has he really consumed my thoughts, my heart, my motives today? Well, what kind of offering did the Lord ask of Abraham with Isaac? Well, Genesis 22 and 2. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering 
upon one of the mountains which I tell thee of. A burnt offering. That's the one that's totally consumed. Nothing withheld. Everything I have. Everything I am. Everything I desire. Everything I want to be. It's all of me. Will I give him all? And we sing about this. I will give you all. I surrender all. Everything, all of me. The list of songs could go on. And in that moment, we are prepared to give all. You know, we're, we're, we're sincere until we're faced with something that can sometimes get in our way and challenge where we're putting our attention, where we're putting our devotion. So I have to stop and ask myself, what consumes me during the day? What could be hindering me from acknowledging God in all my ways? Now, we're not taking our livestock to church these days and and offering a sacrifice to the Lord. So what does all this mean for me on a day-by-day basis? How do I apply this? Well, we can take a little advice from David in Psalms 51.16, For thou desirest not sacrifice else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. So in other words, it's not about the thing I bring. It's about me. God wants to consume me. Psalms 51 and verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, my broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, my brokenness, O God, thou will not despise. So what does that mean? Again, it's it's you. The sacrifice that God wants to consume is you with a broken spirit and a contrite heart that he can use for his kingdom. He wants that Isaac part of us that will trust daddy and lay down and die daily, as Paul said, that dying daily becomes like that continual burnt offering. Every day, bringing that whole burnt offering of self to the Lord for total consumption. Burnt offerings, (laughs) the Lord consumes the whole thing. He wants all of me, not just part. So perhaps something to make a prayer or consider in prayer is, O Lord, consume me.